Hi, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. My name is Simon Thompson, host of the show, and you know it is really great to have you with us on this podcast. Uh, we are now into uh, the, the mid-60s in terms of uh, numbers of episodes of the podcast, so loads of great material. Always encourage you to go back and check out the archive and see what we have done in the past. But of course, today we have something new to talk about. Uh, and our focus today in today's episode is going to be around the experiences that we can bring to life with Meraki technology and technology more broadly. So really excited to get into this conversation. Before we do that, I just want to remind you that uh, obviously this podcast is, as I said, uh, you know, racking up good numbers at this point in time. And uh, we do launch this every two weeks. So every two weeks on a Wednesday, there's a new episode comes out. And so if you're not subscribed already, just hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting tool. Uh, and then, of course, you'll get notified uh, when we get those new episodes out. I'm sure you know the routine very well by now. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into uh, the conversation. And as I said, we're, ma- we're really wanting to focus today on how we can use our technology to help improve some real world experiences that people are having. And that's really the thrust uh, of this. And it's the beginning of a, a series that we're actually doing around the experiences we offer uh, with Cisco Meraki technology, of course, by ourselves, but also very importantly, in collaboration with our technology partners. And it is, in fact, a technology partner joining us today and uh, to help us with that conversation. So to introduce our, our guests on the panel today, I'd like to start with uh, Zach Klima from WaitTime, uh, CEO at WaitTime. Hi, Zach. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. How is everyone doing today? Thanks for having me. We're doing all right. And you are calling in from where? I am calling in from Detroit, Michigan, just outside the city. Wow. So a bit of a way away. And um, we also have uh, Praveen from Cisco Meraki. Hi, Praveen. How are you doing today? Doing quite well, Simon. Thank you. Quite well. And where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from the beautiful, sunny Bay Area. <laughs> it's I'm also in the Bay Area, not that sunny where I am, so it just shows how the microclimates work around here. Uh, we we're grateful for any sunshine we can get at this time of year. Right, now we've done the weather forecast, let's, uh, let's move on to some proper introductions. Um, Zach, I'd love it if you could just uh, give our audience an introduction to who you are uh, and what you do, what your organization, and maybe some background around how that came into being. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Zach Klima. I'm the founder and CEO of Wait Time. And I started wait time about seven years ago, uh, just actually in the city of Detroit. I had recently graduated with a master's degree in architecture. That's building architecture. And yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, career change, but um, it actually plays nicely into, uh, you know, what we do today. So um, really the way I started the company was I was at a sporting event and it was the Detroit Red Wings. And I was, I left my seat in the middle of an overtime and I went to go grab a, you know, popcorn or beer, one of those things. And I missed a game winning goal as I was standing in line. And I thought to myself, wow, um, you know, what a, what a waste of all the money I spent, um, you know, post-grad school, which was not a lot, um, on all these, you know, these tickets, what a, what a kind of a subpar experience to just, you know, finish up the end of this, this ex, uh, exhilarating game standing in line. So I thought to myself, I go, how great would it be? And I knew I was speaking for the rest of the world. How great would it be if as a fan going to a live event, if you were able to know how long the lines were in real time before you left your seat? Mm. And I think that everyone can probably agree that 
uh, knowing what the wait time was and what the, what the wait time is 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 um, you know going to elevate your your fan experience, your guest experience dramatically because I don't think anyone likes to wait in line. Right. So that was the inception moment where I said, "Wow, that this is a really good idea. I, I, this has to be done already." Right. And so I did a lot of market research. I did a lot of competitive analysis, and I, I realized that in sports, which is where wait time was birthed out of this was a completely wide open canvas that, uh, that really needed to be painted. So, um, at that point in time, that was the inception of wait time. And right around five months later, I actually, uh, I made the jump to, to, you know, jump right in. I was 26 years old, 25, 26. And, um, I linked up with some pretty powerful people and one thing led to another. And that was the inception of wait time stemming from that moment at the hockey arena. I, I absolutely love hearing founders' stories because they are never dull. It's, it's always uh, there's always a good reason how this came about and and the pivots that people have made. It's always super interesting to hear. So thanks for sharing that with us. Um, we would definitely come back to some of the kind of wait time products and and uh, and get into that in a little bit more detail in a few moments. I just want to bring uh, Praveen in quickly as well. Um, Praveen, uh, maybe give us a quick introduction uh, to yourself, what you do at uh, at Cisco Meraki as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Simon, and happy to be here. So uh, I'm responsible here at Meraki for the platform, the ecosystem, and the solutions marketing team. Um, that's a pretty wide swath of uh, uh, functions uh, that we cover here. Mm -hmm. uh, and a bit about my background, I've been um, working across uh, the Bay Area in Silicon Valley, uh, but also across Asia. That's where I started my career in the cloud and the telecom on the telecom world and then kind of moved into uh, uh, the cloud and the enterprise market. Um, my career really started in sales, uh, uh, being close to the customers uh, and as Zach was relaying, uh, you know, you get to hear about the pain points right up front or uh, you get to live them as Zach <laughs> lived it in his experience there. Yeah. And also uh, you mentioned about pivot, Simon, uh, uh, I did pivot from sales to marketing, and uh, in one of the, my initial stints, you know, we had many campaigns, and one of them was to entice developers uh, onto Cisco, and that, that led to creating an, uh, an out-of-the-box campaign. Uh, we created a SimCity-like gaming experience, there you go, gaming again, <laughs> for developers, uh, and that was just an idea on a whiteboard. Um, which became a major asset, campaign asset for Cisco. Uh, it was called My Planet, and it ultimately won uh, one of the top B2B uh, marketing awards uh, in that year, uh, something we had absolutely not foreseen. So that was very interesting, and I've been living the marketing dream now for a decade or so. Um, so again, happy to be here, happy to talk about experiences and how we make them real for our customers. Yeah, and and that's that's obviously the main thrust today. I But thank you for sharing the story because, again, there's always little uh, pivots and, and moments in time where things don't, don't go out quite the way that we expected or or they just they, they sort of take us on a new path. I think that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, what I'd love to do, um, Praveen, we'll definitely bring you back in to, to give us a little bit more context around experiences uh, before we do that, I'd like to bring Zach back and just uh, you know really get back into wait time again and just dive in a little bit more deeply 
um, Zach, on on sort of the wait time concept. And uh, you 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 started with that with your own experiences, of course. Um, but how did that evolve into real products? And you know, where does Meraki fit into the picture? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, that was the initial idea, and where wait time started in terms of where my mind was into fast forward seven years until now, um, it, we kept the core focus of the experiential aspect of it, but there's so many different uh, legs and there's so many different uh, offshoots in, in which we evolved the product. So at this time in, in the market, we have the only patented artificial intelligence building system technology all around crowd management. And so, you know, what we do, if it's okay, if I give a little bit, a little bit of a description, what we do is we mount cameras, Meraki cameras, directly above anywhere where there's a line. So if you think of sporting events, you think of concession lines, restroom lines, retail lines, or, um, you know, anywhere where there's crowds of people. And what our technology does is, powered by the Meraki cameras, our patented algorithms, we can track anonymously, of course, the movement analysis of people in real time down to the inches per second. Wow. So what our technology does is our artificial intelligence locks onto the individual from above anonymously, of course, and we're tracking the actual human body. So we're not tracking Bluetooth, cell phones or Wi-Fi because that's all very inaccurate um, with our experiences and with a lot of customer experiences of tracking um, you know, what uh, individuals are doing. Mm -hmm. So we actually track the human body uh, 25 times per second. So we know in those areas that I mentioned, like concessions and restrooms and retail, we know how fast they're moving, in which direction they're moving. And, uh, and all this is being done at that 25 times per second. So we know that you have this space, this, this space where there would be a line, uh, whether a line of concessions or restrooms, but how that space, that, that designated space is performing in real time. So, you know, there's really two sides of our business on the operation side. So all this information of how we're tracking these individual areas across the venue is then being fed to operations. So if it hits a certain number of people in line, notify our operations staff. If it hits a certain capacity of an area, notify my operations staff. So from, a, from an operational standpoint, they're able to have a very accurate and real-time line of sight into what's happening as that event unfolds mm -hmm. in their venue in real time. Because we were always addressing this white elephant in the room of you need to know crowd intelligence, you need to manage your crowds, you need to know what people are doing. And you know, once the pandemic hit, it was really interesting because it really augmented the value of what we were addressing for five years prior to the pandemic uh, from a nice to have to a need to have. Mm. Crowd management and crowd intelligence is at the utmost priority right now. And, you know, all and Meraki fits into this because they have the best camera in the world. So with our patented solution and their you know best product in the world, it was really a, a match made in heaven when it comes to how Meraki fits into the wait time story. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I mean, again, we keep using, using this word pivot, but again, it applies uh, in, in the case of your own sort of business's experience. And uh, I, I, before we came on and started recording, I was having a look on your website and I saw the, the demos of 
you know, being able to decide which uh, which hot dog stand to go to or, you know, which which concession stand to go to to get the best uh, queue times and and uh, same for maybe catching a cab after the after the event is finished as well. I guess that's what you mean by the nice to have stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's actually the uh, the other side of our business is the guest experience side. So the way that we position wait time and Meraki is experience. So it's all about the experience of the, of, of the space. Right. Mm. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're not selling products, we're selling business solutions and experiences. So you're exactly right. You know, when a fan leaves their seat, we always thought, you know, going back to my inception story, you know, how great would it know to, uh, as a fan to know where the shortest lines are. So as a fan walks out from their seat, they can glance up at um, very large digital screens that show to the right and to the left concessions and restrooms and how long the wait times are in this green, yellow, red spectrum bar, mm-hmm. similar to a stoplight methodology. That's all being fed from our back end algorithms, which we have four of them. Uh, so if we, what we've done here is we've created first in the world interior and exterior environment traffic system for people. So we're able to know right around the corner the line is open or, you know, maybe I should walk two sets, two sections over for a, um, a better experience because you now have that line of sight into something that you've never had before um, in terms of knowing where the shortest queues are in real time. Mm. And um, we'll get back to that as well, of course. I mean, I think it's already starting to happen in, in many places. So we can definitely see that coming back. But as you said earlier, I think the the pivot and to understanding how to get people back into these stadia, um, you know, by making it feel as safe as possible. I mean, that's that's where the technology can really help right now. Um, and I love I love the fact that you started talking about the experiences as well, which which gives me the perfect opportunity to bring Praveen back in. And uh, Praveen, maybe you could give us, um, you know, give us some context around this. We know Meraki did introduce this concept of, of experiences and, and really sort of use that as the focus for our, for our outreach and, uh, and marketing efforts. So maybe just walk us through that in a bit more detail and give us a, a broader sense. Absolutely. So, you know, we've been talking about uh, outcomes, business solutions, outcomes, um, uh, quite a bit for a really long time, but it really came to the fore as the pandemic uh, kind of hit and things which were nice to have became must-haves. You know, we recently uh, refreshed our identity, the messaging and the positioning uh, as our customer traction itself started growing. And the reasons to do so were primarily twofold. The first is uh, we, Meraki as a business, you know, we've been evolving from a bottom-up uh, a product-led kind of a growth to an all-around enterprise-led go-to-market outcome-oriented or um, uh, with an outcome orientation. And the second, uh, within marketing, we moved from an inside-out view to an outside-in uh, view. And we were talking with a lot of customers, with a lot of partners, and we honed in on experiences. Uh, what is an experience? Very simply, it is the application of uh, technologies to one or multiple touch points. Mm-hmm. And those touch points uh, could be people, places, things. And the technologies that Meraki offers, you know, they span three areas, connectivity, security, and intelligence. As Zach was pointing out, uh, you know, some of um, the, the uh, technologies that his platform relies on, the MV uh, camera, 
it's 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 the best in breed uh but it's 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 an enabler to an outcome it's an it's a it's an intelligent sensor uh, the camera is basically acting as a sensor feeding in to uh the meraki platform and from there on to the crowd intelligence platform that wait times has um that was the connection which um we within meraki um saw very clearly as we went across uh, talking with customers and partners and we had this new message this new look and this new brand all unveiled uh just a couple of months ago but what's the same is our intuitive faster smarter it for our customers that's absolutely uh, not uh, changed um, at all mm. uh, so that's that's where we are with experiences there are really two types of experiences the workforce and the workspace and within each of them there are two kind of sub experiences and we saw some very real examples from zack on how the workspace can be made smart and safe as well and of course the workforce now today is remote and hybrid Simon, yeah, back to you. Yeah, and that's that's I think really what's what's interesting is the the change in the workforce and the, uh, you know we all we all know about this. We read it in the media every single day uh, that there are just fewer people working in the physical offices than there were before, uh, and the workforce changes are definitely ch- uh, you know they are changing and and evolving. So you know what what are those some of those experiences that actually do you know touch the workforce that we can we can bring into this conversation. So you know, we uh, I'll, I'll just start here and love to bring in Zach. Uh, we are recording this podcast with three different geographic areas. Uh, you know, my den has become the office for the past eighteen months, and the workforce itself is today both remote and hybrid. And this is something that every organization is dealing with, and the workspace as well. You know, it is more smart now. It's become a must-have, not just it's not it's just not um, something which is an add-on. um the intelligence capabilities and also it needs to be safe so those are the additional two experiences to consider uh zack what's your view on hybrid and remote work um in your company no yeah absolutely i mean the number one goal for any organization in terms of return to work is safety right and so you know that's where you know we see a um you know a great opportunity to uh, to to really help bring people back safely when it comes to our 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 joint solution together because you know we talked about sports and entertainment you know if you think about bringing fans back into the building you know that's that's really talking about bringing people back to work because fans equals the business for sports and live events and entertainment so the way that we view this is we can really assist with the you know the the coming back to actual physical office buildings um you know whether it be a, an arena a stadium a corporate office environment and so the way that we view that is you know we can play a very large role in that so the way that we view it is in terms of you talked about the workplace and the workforce i think they can talk simultaneously and work simultaneously with each other to to really create the the most efficient and safe experience is you have four walls of a building right and we actually do work with a lot of designers and architects because of this reason you have four walls of a building okay that's great what is the efficiency and and what how are those what is happening on the inside of those walls what's the performance from day to day to day to day of those four walls right now there there's minimal things that you can do uh you know to really monitor 
what's happening. But with our joint solution together, we can have those four walls, great. Now we can monitor what's happening inside those four walls to create the most safe experience to bring people back to work. So that's that's how we view it is, you know, we can play a very large role in it. We want people to come back. Um, obviously, there's going to be a hybrid approach, but we want people to come back. We want people to feel safe. And we want the, um, you know, the people who are running those buildings to provide that safe experience to the patrons that are occupying the space. So I could go on for about nine days about that, but that's really our view on it is, is the role that we can play in terms of providing that safe return to physical spaces. Yeah. And those, those physical spaces as well, Zach, I mean, you, you, uh, you've alluded to this a little bit, but it's more than just uh, the stadia that we talked about um, earlier on. And it's, it's even more than just office buildings as well. Um, just walk us through these different scenarios that you've already you know, seen opportunity for, or even, you know, deployed to in your own, with your own solutions. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll start off in sports entertainment. So we actually just announced a deal with with Meraki, Cisco, and wait time with the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, which, of course, they're in the playoffs right now. It's an, an exciting brand. Um, and we it's interesting. It, it took about four years to do. Um, and so when it, came, when it comes to the Dodgers, what they're using our technology for is for, you know, knowing what's happening. So what they're doing is they're monitoring – different areas of interest across their stadium. So whether it be a new bar or um, you know, general admission seating for left field to different areas across their venue. And the way that they view wait time is, is really interesting because they were on assumptions before as opposed to science. Right. And, and what I mean by that is they were assuming how spaces were being interacted with and they were like, oh, well, I think that this is happening. Um, but, you know, once they put up wait time and they started to really ingest our data um, that we're producing, uh, it is really interesting because they're using this information to understand the impact of various points of interest. And that information allows them to not only think about long-term revenue strategies, but also understand how people – uh, how people better engage with those areas of interest that are most impactful to them specifically. Mm. So, so with sports, um, that, that's, a, that's one aspect. But what it did in terms of the pandemic and coming back to the pandemic is large venues. So you think about shopping malls. So we're working a deal right now with Mall of America in Minneapolis, which of course is the biggest mall in America. And their, you know, their big focus is, you know, monitoring the occupancy strategy for reopening their mall and staying reopened. So we use our algorithms um, over their entrances to their mall. So we were tracking how many people are coming in and out of the mall in real time for all their entrances. So they know at any point in time with a very high degree of accuracy, how many people are in their mall, which of course they can report back to governing authorities um, when it comes to capacity standards that are being rewritten for for different large venues, and so and that's just the entry point for a retail space. Mm-hmm. And then last and lastly, to your question, is convention centers and exhibition centers. So we have um, um, a very large one out in the in the UK um, called uh, the National Exhibition Center. And so what this one is is it's it's an amazing. It's about a two and a half million square foot facility. And, you know, they are doing the same thing when it comes to 
tracking how many people are entering and exiting certain environments. There are different cafes. So areas of interest that garner, um, you know, crowds of people, they want to monitor those so they can react proactively as opposed to reactively because our information is real time. Then also the occupancy strategies of return to opening the venue and staying open. Right. So those are some three really good examples in three different verticals where our joint solution with Meraki and wait time is so applicable because crowd management and crowd intelligence can, can mean different things for different verticals, but it's just a different application of our joint solution together. Yeah. That, that, that sums it up very well, I think. And, and, it, it, it really brings me back to wanting to sort of broaden this out a little bit. Praveen, I want to bring you back in again um, just to talk a little bit more about uh, this sort of uh, the, the currency, if you like, that we're using today of this of workforces mm. and workspaces and, and you know how customers are using the, the platform and technology uh, from Cisco Meraki and you know, for, you know technology generally just to, to help make those as, as powerful as possible. Absolutely. I mean, Zach uh, you know, gave some great live examples across those three different verticals, um, and it, it, it ex- expands to across the entire uh, spectrum. Um, you know, all, over the last several years, uh, it's become amply clear that companies and organizations that know how to unlock the power of data, they always exceed expectations. Uh, and as we saw with uh, Dodgers, uh, you know, from an, going from an assumptions to a more scientific um, view, and then that led to a more uh, effective outcome. All that's based on um, technologies, and those technologies, there's, there's a layer of technologies um, working together in harmony to produce that outcome. Uh, at the foundation is the Meraki platform. Uh, that connects the networking, the security, the IRD, all those different devices. And through those devices, today collectively, we are touching over 20 billion uh, points, uh, touch points every single week. Um, you know, our API call rates, they are one of the highest um, in the uh, industry. That's a, really one of the largest data sets uh, available uh, in the industry. Now, while having this large amount of data can be very valuable. It's more important to know how it can be managed and the insights and using them effectively is another story altogether. Now we at Meraki apply the right tool, uh, whether it is, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a deterministic tool or either whether it's a machine learning based uh, stochastic or a probabilistic tool uh, to yield the right outcome. Uh, you know, just for example, object detection, that works best using deep learning neural uh, network kind of principles. Likewise, for detecting wireless connection failures, um, regression techniques, you know, they are the best uh, technology to do that. Now, all our customers are using these um, outcomes today using the platform dashboard. And, you know, as we, again, as we saw uh, those across the three verticals, this is applicable across others as well, you know, manufacturing, financial, um, education as well. Um, so those th- that's where it's broadly applicable with those foundation uh, of technologies, starting with the Meraki platform, then the, those sensors, and then our ecosystem partners. I'll just add one other point here. I firmly believe that you know one of Meraki's two superpowers is the ecosystem. And the vast developer community, the app partners, wait time being one of them, 
build on top of this open API first cloud first platform. Um, we have nearly 10 million Meraki devices uh, today, uh, 3 million active networks. That's huge. And that's all a testament to customers realizing the benefit and realizing the uh, outcomes that they seek to uh, get. And in case you're wondering what the other superpower is, that's really scale. Um, and yes, while we are talking about scale, uh, you know, we are growing uh, as well. And uh, if you do want to look at careers, uh, head over to Meraki job site. Uh, we, we continue to grow uh, and with the platform as the foundation. Simon. I like the Thank way you. you subtly snuck that plug in there, Pravin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, scale, I mean, and, and and it's a testament to how I think we've been able to bring some of these technological capabilities uh, into a into a platform which other people or anybody really who's starting out who has some basic understanding of uh, you know networking technologies and and sort of people technologies uh, you can log into the Meraki dashboard and you can see the basics you can see you know what what kind of thing it can do but it's then of course the technology partners who take that base capability uh, use those APIs and really start to to sort of apply it in a more refined way to specific uh, use cases so uh, i've always thought this is really a win-win i'm biased of course but uh hopefully zach agrees uh, but zach i do want to bring you back in again to talk about that a little bit some of those sort of ai technologies uh, some of the stuff that that praveen was talking about in abstract there you know maybe just uh, remind us again I and mean, you mentioned this earlier but i think you know, what what else can you tell us about the the uh, the AI and the machine learning side of things and how it's really helped your business grow and and, and what it's just like working with the platform more generally with the APIs. Yeah, no, it's very powerful because when we first started out, it was, you know, we were in a silo by ourselves, right? It was just, it was wait time and wait time. And so, um, which was which was great, you know, we, we got some, uh, we made a little splash in the media which was, which was fine, but it's really about the ecosystem. As, as Praveen, you talked about, and Simon, yourself as well, um, the ecosystem is so strong uh, and, uh, when, it comes to, when it comes to Meraki. So joining forces, you know, we, we were using cameras before, uh, you know, cameras are part of our solution, but if we could tell a joint story together and sell business solutions and outcomes, and not just products, but an actual partnership, People talk about partnerships all the time. But actual partnership is so key, and so when it came to leveraging, you know what what Meraki's doing, they they injected steroids into our product. I mean, it's it's really what happened, um, you know, with, with different APIs and different um, you know different evolutions of our product that we would never be able to get to without Meraki. So the power of the ecosystem is so relevant in such a game changer for companies like myself and, and granted we're a small company but you know partnerships make us seem so much bigger and and, and really um the partnership with meraki is so perfect it's hand in glove because they allow us to evolve our system to have us think about things that we haven't thought about because we don't know everything obviously um and to have us think about things we haven't thought about um and to really enter into this um this harmonic actual partnership so i would say that from the meraki dashboard to 
you know, us uh, leveraging, uh, you know, your uh, the Meraki RTSP feed to different camera models like the MV12 and the, the MV22s and 72s, et cetera, we're able to get deals off the ground faster, convert them quicker, and to add more value with what we're already doing. So it's really, I go back to, to answer your question, I go back to the ecosystem. The power of the ecosystem is, is so, um, such a game changer for us, but not just us, you know, if we have a problem that we can't solve with our technology with Meraki, we can just go right to the ecosystem and say, hey, this is a great fit for ecosystem partner X, Y, or Z. Mm. So it's really not about the product, the ecosystem of the product, injecting steroids into our product, but the ecosystem of solving problems with a client that we are might be talking to that has a problem that we can't solve, we pull in the ecosystem as well. So we see it as one big happy family um, where we all work together, um, you know, harmoniously to use that word again, but it actually just sounds nice to say. Um, and, um, you know, not, but not just injecting steroids into our products. So that, that's really the way that I look at it personally. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and I think, I'm, I'm picturing as you were, as you were going through that this is this sort of virtual virtuous circle scenario where where uh, as you alluded to you guys at uh, wait time have been able to pick up some ideas and and really expand your own thinking around your solutions there and I have no doubt as well that at Meraki you know working together with all these technology partners we've also seen opportunities where we can build better and sort of evolve our own product line to to better help support and move on to the next stage uh with all of this so you know uh, it, it's it's hard to imagine this because you think about you know business being sort of highly competitive and sort of dog eat dog but it really i do think that we have something here where where we can actually all grow together and all find our niche uh to to really evolve the experiences uh that our customers are, are having and that's of course why we're here in the first place that's that's the sort of primary uh, motivation, I think, for all, for all of us at some level. So uh, let's see. Let's think about um, moving towards a conclusion here. I want to think about um, some of the uh, ways in which people can learn more about wait time. So, um, Zach, tell us how uh, we can go and learn a little bit more and see some of this stuff with our eyes uh, as, as opposed to just the audio description. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are on the Meraki marketplace, obviously. So um, I can uh, um, give, give a link for that um, on the Meraki Marketplace. Or if you just go to the Meraki Marketplace and search wait time, you'll be able to see all the videos of our artificial intelligence because it's so compelling to watch. People talk about AI all the time, but if you can see it for your own eyes and to listen to a voiceover description of what you're looking at, it is so impactful, which is all found on the Meraki Marketplace under wait time. Uh, and so I would say that to go to the Meraki Marketplace, search wait time, um, a link to our websites there as well if you want to get deeper with it. And then obviously there's a contact button. So if you want to contact me, I'm easily accessible to anyone. Uh, so please you know, feel free to reach out. But I would divert to Meraki's website um, on the marketplace. Super awesome. And, and we will also put a link in the description for this podcast episode as well. So uh, you can just click directly to get uh, into wait time and learn a little bit more about some of our uh, some of the things we've touched on today. Um, Praveen, maybe um, uh, just passing it over to you for some final thoughts around the experiences and this theme that we're sort of focusing some of our podcast episodes on now. Uh, this was the first in a series. So just give us that uh, broader sense of what we're here to talk about and what's next. 
Yeah, just just a, a quick uh, catch up on experiences um, that we introduced at Meraki. You know, we have kind of two meta experiences: the workforce and the workspace. And within workforce, it is hybrid and remote, and within workspace, uh, safe and smart. Um, that entire construct. Uh, if you'd want to dive deeper, you know, head over to Meraki.net, uh, and you can get the experiences guide. Um, uh, that will that illustrates all of this uh, very well, and also can then starts connecting into the customer use cases and the applicable products. Um, um, I know you have uh, Simon, you have a, a, a follow-on podcast planned for the workforce, mm-hmm. and just one of the quips that I had heard uh, over the past few months, somebody said this. You know, uh, the key thing that we are trying to do in this hybrid and remote world is how do you VPN into the office culture. And I'm hoping that you know, we can talk about it in one of the subsequent workforce um, experience-themed podcasts. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that one from Simon. Uh, one other plug for the platform. You can see that in action, uh, the dashboard via an instant demo. If you'd like to try any of the Meraki gear, the first two weeks are free on us. Again, all the details um, on the website. So. Yeah, look look over at Meraki.net, lots of stuff to uh, get. And Simon, back to you. Okay, well, um, I want to thank both of you for taking the time out to, to join us in this conversation today. I love hearing about how this technology gets used in the real world. That's where it gets exciting for me. That's where I get my, my kicks. And I hope the audience, I hope you listening as well, you, you feel the same thing, which is, you know, we... We, we, we get we like to nerd out on the technology. We like to get into the bits and bytes. But at the end of the day, it's what the hell are you using this for? What is this actually going to be doing to to change experiences for people? So that's why we we want to bring guests like Zach uh, onto the podcast and uh, and sort of get those elaborated. And we'll certainly be doing plenty of more of that uh, in the future. So Zach, again, once again, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up now. And, um, you know, if you've been inspired by this, then I would say, you know, as you've heard during the course of the conversation, get onto our website and you will find uh, this marketplace that we've been talking about, Meraki.io. And you can see, you know, what what has been built up till now, which of course includes wait time, but also you know, how you can make uh, your own solutions with uh, with the Meraki API. So go and have a look there and um, get yourself educated. We'll be back here on the podcast in a couple of weeks. If you're interested in participating either with an idea or actually starring on the podcast yourself, we'd love to have you involved. You can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle there is at Meraki Simon, one word. Uh, easy to find and, you know, that will definitely reach me. So let me know what you think. Give us some feedback and, uh, you know, we would love to uh, have you on here if you would like. Otherwise, if you're just a listener, please do come back again. Subscribe to the podcast. It's awesome to have you. Of course, you are the reason why we're doing this. So uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you then soon. Bye-bye for now. 